of you know that uh, the Center for South Asian Studies under Economic Development Discussion Division of the Impact Policy Research Institute, IMPRI, uh, we have started a series of discussion on various issues related to the development aspects and the policy interventions from the government and other sites across the countries. And the development aspects which has been grossly affected uh, due to the recent pandemic that has been continued since last six to seven months. So that affected and devastated the economies, not only the production sector, but also the employment, especially the informal sectors, all of you know. International trade, which is an important aspect of the development component of any countries, and all the South Asian countries have been affecting in varied manner. Other aspects like agriculture, tourism, and so on, every sectors are being uh, or affected due to this pandemic. So at this juncture, uh, the policy intervention of various governments has become more important than the normal course of time to tackle the adverse impact or reduce the adverse impact of the current pandemic situations. Now, trade has been devastatively affected. You know that India's export-import both declined, not only India, both Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, Maldives, Pakistan, and also Nepal. And much of the development of India is dependent on the export as well as import because uh, have been devastatively affected. So, so currently what happened is that trade surpluses and its contribution to the development productive activities have come down. Now in Nepal's case also, what we see that along with the normal trade, much of their development depends on the remittances where people stay abroad and many of them had to come back or return during pandemic situations and could not join in their usual employment there. So, the remittances also have come down and today that's why under this economic development discussion so we got one uh, renowned professor who is actually the associate professor of the Tribhuvan University of Bhutan Multiple Campus and working there since 1999 so over two decades as an associate professor is experience. He will be speaking on trade and policy shocks in Nepal amid COVID-19 pandemic, its observations, lessons, and the way forward. Now, Professor Bista, who is uh, teaching at the postgraduate level in Portal Multiple Campus, he teaches economics of Nepal and the public economics. Also, he's a visiting faculty of the Central Department of Economics and the Rural Development Studies. He has done his PhD on the economics of climate change, vulnerability and household adaptation in Sarkola Water Basin, Sarkola, in Nepal. He also did his PhD before that from the Jadapur University in India, West Bengal. In his credit, he has published four good books from various publishers and also numerous articles published in various international and national level
included in various researches and the policy discourses. He is also the editor of the Journal of General Business Review, Women Entrepreneurship and Employment, Journal of International Review, and Journal of Management. I hope that we will get very important clues and the recent policy interventions by the Nepal government in order to revive the trade and reduce the current pandemic impact on the trade so that the country can be back to the course of development again. Now, with this brief introduction, I invite Dr. Raghavir Vista to deliver his lecture. Now, it is your floor, Dr. Vista, please. Yes, please, uh, Professor Vista, yes, continue. Professor Vista, your mic is on mute. Yes. <clears throat> Said left corner, if you can see, left left bottom. Yes. Sir, on the screen, left bottom, there is a mic. You can just click on the mic. Yeah. No. Ritika, can you do that? I can only ask. Okay, okay. Sir, on, on your, yes, on your screen, left bottom, yes. Left bottom, you can find a mute, a mic, a mic written there. We are, your name is written just below that. A mic should be coming. No. At the, sir, at the bottom row, you can see mic and video. On the screen, sir, in the Zoom, yes. Yeah. Yes, working now. Yeah. Yes, no issue. Yes, welcome, welcome. Welcome. Yes, please, please go ahead. Okay. I shared the screen, but the, I cannot see it. You can stop and do it again. Okay, just a minute. You can just stop the share and do it again. You know. We can see it, sir. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Can I start? Yes, please. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Good afternoon. Namaste. Dear Chair, Dear Director Arjun Kumar, sir, and Impact and Policy Research Institute, Dear Professor Utpal De, Northeastern Hill University, Ceylon, and Dear Professors and Associate Professors, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for impact and policy research institute and center view and center for development communication and studies and center for south asian studies for inviting me to talk on trade and policy shock in nepal 
in this web policy talk in the series of the state of economic development in South Asia. Uh, today, I would like to talk, uh, I will talk on trade and policy shocks in Nepal amid COVID-19 pandemic, observations, lessons, and the way forward. I will, pre I will present my talk in this format, including context of COVID-19, objectives, data and methods, results and discussion, conclusion, lesson and way forward. Let me start from the you know, quotation of the father of economics, Adam Smith, every man lives by exchanging. And furthermore, in general, if any branch of trade or any division of labor be advantageous to the public, the freer and more general, the competition, it will always be the more sure. And these two quotations establish the importance of trade and trade liberalism. In 21st century, you know, Pro Nobel laureate Professor Paul Krogman also, you know, believe and argue two things. One is the comparative advantage and free trade issue. And it also established the how much important of the importance of the trade and the liberal and trade liberalism. If you talk about Nepal, we have, you know, Nepal has two major issues. One is poverty, inequality, and unemployment. And if we, you know, observe the government's, you know, statistics in 2020, we have, you know, approximate 17% poverty level and 33% inequality and approximately 11% unemployment. In post-COVID, I think, you know, it is, you know, predicted poverty will be 25% and inequality maybe, you know, more than 33% and unemployment rate will be 31%. And it shows us the, how much it's, you know, this issue is complicated to Nepal. And second issue is poor share of Nepal in regional and international GDP and growth. Nepal is a small and landlocked country and has been trying to improve you know, share of Nepal in region and international GDP and growth through the trade. But unfortunately, its stand, its, you know, performance is poor. And to address it, Nepal has been using trade as a powerful instrument since 1950s, since, you know, uh, ancient period, but in the modern, you know, Nepal, since 1950s. But if we observe here, you know, Generally, what will happen in the ancient period, Nepal has emphasized more on protectionism or the self-sufficient economy, and then after you know, promotion of the export. But in the modern economy, try to liberalize the you know, trade sector to improve the share of Nepal's you know, contribution in wars and GDP. But unfortunately, still it, its you know, performance is poor. But in this case, what are the you know, ideas behind the trade, you know, trade of the Nepal? And we can easily find out the, if you observe the 1992's you know, trade policy and 19, you know, 2009's you know, trade policy and 1980's trade policy, we can easily find out that Nepal has first logic is access to international market and increased share of Nepal in the global GDP. And second is response to shortage and surplus of market. And third is optimum allocation, utilization of resources, including capital, labor, raw materials, technology, and knowledge. 
And third, fourth one is the access to technology, investment, knowledge, and managerial specialization. And fifth one, you know, improving labor division and level of productivity and developing competitive fair and open to you know, domestic market. And last one is the raises welfare of the people and economic growth. It looks like a general, you know, logics of the economic theory, but the Nepal has used, you know, all these, you know, logics in the, you know, trade policies to assess international market and to improve share of, you know, Nepal in the global trade. But in the, if you observe the world scenario, we can easily find out the, you know, 88 trillion US dollars, you know, world GDP out of it, you know, 42, you know, trillion US dollars, you know, trade. And in this scenario, if you observe the trade, world trade world is 47%. And if you observe the scenario in from the South Asia, India has established, you know, uh, with, you know, herself, you know, with the 3.28% say, but if you, when we observe the Nepal, we cannot find out and the nowhere in the world scenario, although Nepal has adopted the trade liberalization policy through the different types of the trade policy measures. And in this situation, trade liberalism, you know, case now this, if you observe, it has a long history. And in present moment, we can easily find out the question of de globalization and the but if we observe the you know, South Asian region, we can easily find out still we have a hope and dream, you know, softer and softer. And, and because of the 7% of the global GDP and big market of the, you know, 20. We can easily find out the less than 5% trade said, trade, trade within the, you know, SARC region. And in this scenario, Nepal's you know, position is also still poor. And uh, in this context, the world has you know, many you know, scenarios. One is the downfalling WTO's relevancy with a big controversies and ignoring the issues of developing countries, first scenario. And emerging China with one belt, one road initiation to reorder the global economy by China oriented new global institution and trade mechanism. And third one is Trump's Trump card of the strong American policy towards a single US leadership. And last one is the galvanizing the street wild nationalism at national level by the government for vote politics and the public policy appearing national interest, trade liberalism, protectionism in this way. Now this in 2020, we are reaching in the deglobalization or another terminology is the protectionism. And in this situation, we have two major, you know, approaches, you know, can be found into the literature. One is the inward, you know, looking for trade approach. Another is the outward looking trade approach. And inward looking trade approach can be said, you know, traditional approach or the classical approach led by the professor say. And in this situation, generally, you know, this approach advocate or the love, the export orientation weren't, but the import restricted and under the measures of the protective fiscal measures with the higher tariff and non-fiscal measures with the administrative barriers. But in the case of the outward looking trade approach, we it is called the modern approach and the find founded by the professor Adam Smith and Ricardo Rio and the Milton Friedman and Paul Krogman. And it, you know, advocates much more trade liberalism and the, to love the, you know, more regional and international oriented trade. 
And in this situation, the, it advocates no tariff and non-tariff barriers and national treatment and comparative advantage, open and fair competition. And if you observe the successes to successes of the outward looking approach, we have two scenarios. One is the success, you know, so trade, or success, forces, or success story of the first you know, trade liberalization. We can find out the China, Bangladesh, uh, Bangladesh, Japan, and USA. If you observe the Japan and USA, you know, depends less on you know, market when we observe the their, you know, trade GDP ratio and approximately 80 to 20%. But when we, when we observe the success story scenario too, we can easily find out the Luxembourg, Hong Kong, Singapore, Malta, Vietnam, United Arab Emirates and Maldives, they have you know, higher rate of the trade GDP ratio and the trade surplus situation. These are the success stories behind because, because of the you know, trade liberalization. In 1965, we can easily find out the world has jumped or uh, you know, 16 times, economic, you know, economic trade activities or the trade, you know, uh, trade volume, and then after its positive contribution on the economic growth rate in these countries. But if we talk about the Nepal, yes, Nepal has you know 51.8 percent trade GDP ratio, but unfortunately, its scenario is not a trade surplus, and the, its scenario is the trade deficit. But the, when we observe the fellow case of the inward looking approach, I would like I have you know just included the one example of the Nepal. Nepal ha, in 90, I would like, you know if we observe the 1980 scenario, Nepal adopted you know protectionism with high tariff. And in this situation, what will happen by in, along with the you know, quota, high subsidy and public enterprises, production, distribution and trade and its cost after then, we can easily find out the inefficiency, ineffectiveness and leakages and promotion of informal and illegal trade in Indo-Nepal border, no export promotion as the cost of you know, trade barriers. And then after macroeconomic instability, higher inflation, higher fiscal deficit, growing debt, negative BOP, no new investment. And in this scenario, well, uh, you know, export receipt in 1982 and 83 dropped $81.9 million from $134.4 million and rows of import payment and the 5% current account deficit in 1982 and 83 from 1% in 1980 and 81. Budget deficit grew by 10.7% in 1982 and 83. Inflation at 13% in 1982 and 83 due to the supply shortages. And it was the you know cost of the inward looking approach. And, and, and also the, it indicated the failure you know, trade protectionism. And in this situation, now what is the scenario of the at present moment in the Nepalese trade? First of all, we have a two, you know, school of thought. One is the traditional school of thought. It is started from the ancient period 900 BC to Rana regime, 1870s. And at that time period, you know, Nepali, Nepalese, you know, policy makers and the government advocated trade meant export trade and export trade was a source of wealth, income for development and prosperity, like as the classical economic thought of thought. And another one is the modern school of thought. It emerged from the related, you know, from 1950s to the till date. And uh, I categorize into the three groups. One is the first thought is the 1950s and 1990s following traditional school of thought, despite trade openness. At that time period, trade openness meant you know, 
open free to trade to the foreign traders in Nepal. And second thought is then it started from 1980s to 2006. At that time, real trade openness and liberalism to integrate the global economy for connectivity, information, market, technology, investment for trade diversification and development, along with the comparative advantage, competitiveness, and specialization. And in start, you know, thought is the 2006 to till date, committed trade liberalism, but inconsistent instability in export promotion policy model. In the history of the trade development and evolution, we have you know, some you know, few, uh, you know, turning points. Before 1870s, no trade openness, and 1870s trade openness to European trader during the Prime Minister Jangabahad Rana, 1950s emerging democracy, and the political openness boosted the trade openness in terms of product and traders. 1960s, you know, political structuralism and foundation of modern statecraft in terms of legal framework, bureaucratic system, infrastructure, institutional development, and economic system, and uh, it you know, promoted full trade openness and protection. And 1990s, a structural adjustment first, you know, partial trade liberalism and reducing non-tariff barriers and reducing custom tariff barriers. 1990s, you know, enhance structural adjust adjustment to full trade liberalism, removing non-tariff administrative barriers and reducing custom tariff barriers. And in 1993, at the time period, you know, SAFTA and SAFTA was signed and towards free trade approach. Another part is the Gujral doctrine. I.K. Gujral, you know, initiated uh, his, you know, unilateral concession to the network countries. Such doctrine changed the, you know, trade regime in Nepal also. And the trade scenario, if we observe the first indicator is structure of trade, what is the direction of the trade of Nepal at present moment? You know, by country, yes, we love, you know, in our policy, we can find out the trade diversification by country and by product. But unfortunately, if we observe the scenario in the structure of foreign trade, we have, a, you know, trade relationship with the 119 countries and out of now 119 countries may we have you know 20 major you know trade relationship with 20 countries and we can categorize into the three groups one is the trade with india trade with china and trade with other countries but in this you know slide we can find out the trade you know two groups one is the trade with india and trade with other countries because china China said is a, you know insignificant in the situation. If we observe the you know foreign trade, we can easily find 65 percent our trade with India, Indo-Nepal trade said you know 65 percent in Nepal in, in the in total trade of Nepal, and the only you know 35 percent share of the other countries. In this situation, yes, we talk trade diversification, but reality, our, we are, you know, depending much more on the Indian market and Indian, you know, products and the Indian goods and services uh, uh, at present moment. But if you observe the, you know, trade structure of trade by flow, we can easily find out the, we import 94% and we export, you know, 6% only. And in this situation, 88%, you know, tra trade deficit, can be found or the gap which we can be found out of the you know one, 1992 billion rupees trade volume and in this situation export and the you know import is greater than you know export situation 
Yes, we love trade surplus, but unfortunately, we have you know rare cases in the you know in with the you know nine one hundred nineteen countries. But the most countries have the, our uh, our trade relations, the trade with the most countries are the you know import is greater than export means the trade deficit situation. That is the you know not interested or the not you know policy formulated. No, it is not you know. Uh, 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 direct, you know, direct, you know, policy directional or in real, you know, trade scenario. But when we observe the, you know, the case of India, we can easily find out the we have trade surplus situation except the uh, 1995 to 96. But the nowadays we have a trade deficit after 2006 scenario. But when we are talk about the China, China has yes. China is a new partner to Nepal in the case of the you know foreign trade, but unfortunately, it is scenario is same similar with the India. Just like the we export you know small percentage and we import large, and the, in this situation we have you know more trade deficit and the new partner you know trade with the China is also the creating the new problem to country to Nepal. And indicator to trade balance, if you observe the trade balance, we can easily find out the trade deficit, you know, approximately 32% of GDP of Nepal. And if we observe the total, you know, trade gaps, you can easily find out the 88% or the 87% at present moment. And 56% with India and 31% with other countries. And in this situation, when we observe the you know, GDP ratio, it's approximately, you know, 20 21% uh, with the India and the 11% with other countries. And it indicates our trade direction is not right or our policy direction or the policy response is not right in the right direction. And when we, you know, take the, you know, export and import ratio, we can easily find out the uh, generally we have import and export ratio is the one is equal to 15, means we are exporting one and importing 15 times of the goods and services. And in this situation, when we observe India, it is, you know, we can easily find out one. Export and import ratio is makes the you know vulnerable to nepal when we talk when we observe the china in the case of the china and the more than the india and but the generally what will happen if we want to get the more benefit to the our economic growth for trade liberalism our ideal case is one is equal to one it, it makes you know trade balance you know positive trade balance scenario and then possibly it gives us the trade surplus situation but unfortunately, what will happen, our reality is not good, means the we have to, we have to import more than export. And it shows the lack of the, you know, our productivity, lack of the our uh, production capacity, lack of the our, you know, infrastructure, lack of the, you know, other different types of the uh, components of the our economy.
And in this situation, China has also the similar scenario. One is equal to 44. Although, you know, if we observe the Nepal, uh, India, and China, both both countries are the big and giant markets which are lubricating or the attractive to the Nepal. But unfortunately, if we observe the scenario, India and the China has, you know, more, you know, export and import ratio to Nepal. And when we observe the major export and import items, you can, you can easily find out the, we import the more petroleum transport and of uh, finished products and the electrical goods and services, raw materials and agriculture goods and services. And in this situation, our you know, policymaker or the government of Nepal argue, you know, 80% imported goods and services are raw material or the capital goods and services. And it makes just, you know, satisfying or the, to us, but the when we observe the export items, we can easily find out almost all, you know, handicrafts related goods and services, and then after agriculture goods and services, which have low value. And in this situation, our imported goods and services are the high value goods and services, and we export the low value goods and services, and it makes the, you know, trade deficit or it makes the gap between the import and export and that is the big problem in our you know present context of the trade uh, present you know trade regime and in this situation when we observe the value addition of the you know imported raw materials we cannot find much more and uh, generally we can find out the these goods and services whatever you know government is states or the advocates our reality is that we we imported goods and services for for consumption purpose or the different types of the you know our you know kind of household activities and in this situation this is also shows us the two countries if we observe the india india has also the similar situation look at export and import scenario is the look this scenario is the it shows us only and generally, major, you know, top five imports and top exports is the petroleum products, vehicle, MS billet, machinery, and teleco equipment. And it looks like uh, capital goods and services and raw material, which are imported and we, uh, with the high value. But the we export ulan carpets, red meat carpet, jute goods, juice, and cardamom. The, you know, some are, you know, handicrafts, some are agriculture products. But indicator five, trade and GDP ratio, it shows us the what is the you know, trade openness. And if we observe here, we can easily find out the, you know, at the, in 1980s, after the initiation of SAP, Structural Adjustment Program, or the initiated partial trade liberalism, we achieved the certain percent improvement in the trade and GDP ratio after the trade openness. And after then, after initiation of the SAP, too, means then after we achieve more, you know, trade and GDP ratio, and after then, you know, at in in the you know 2020, our you know trade and GDP ratio is 55, but the in the world is the 51.8 percent. If you observe the world average, generally what will happen? 28.5 percent must be or the uh, average is export to gdp ratio import to gdp 27.7 percent and trade and gdp ratio but when we come in the nepal you know above you know shows us the trade surplus situation but the in the case of the nepal and compared with the world average we can easily define out export and gdp ratio is the 1.9.8 percent and import and gdp ratio 42 percent trade and gdp you know 51.8 percent 
yes, our share of the you know trade to GDP ratio is increasing, but the due to the you know increasing import and GDP ratio, and that you know leads to the trade deficit situation that is the minus 32.2 percent uh, you know uh, trade deficit to GDP ratio. And in this situation, when we you know calculate the trade multiplier, it is uh, only you know 1.42. And it means what will happen, you know, if we if we invest in the export intensive industries, it contributes only 142, you know, rupees, and that is the you know, in comparison with Vietnam and the Malaysia and Thailand, it is you know lower than lower lower lower, you know, to the Nepal. And indicator, you know, six, you know, informal and legal trade. I have, you know, many cases, but the I just, you know, present the some, you know, representative cases here. You know, more than fifty percent of illegal trade transactions in Nepal occur through the border town of Birgan, uh, Birgans alone. And the case two is the plastic products. Ninety percent of these products are smuggled out to India. And third case is Indo-Nepal trade has 34% authorized and 60% unauthorized trade. And the 77% personal mode and 23% network base. And fourth one is the black papers with 5 million rupees was imported from Birgans and Sirsia dry port. It jumped up seven times, you know, this year its worth is 35 billion rupees, means the Along with the formal trade, we have, you know, informal trades. It's uh, it is significant. And the, what is the situation of the what uh, what is the you know policy regime? And uh, generally, we have a uh, you know trade policy two zero nine and the fifteen plan, industrial policy two zero ten and FDI policy two zero fifteen approach outward looking trade based on trade liberalism specialties you know of the trade policy 2009 i try to review just uh, you know for information you know to assess and harass to international market through competitive and diversified exportable items and its major objective is the to enhance the contribution of trade sector to economic development and poverty alleviation and it's you know specific objective is promotional environment for competitive trade and business and to minimize trade deficit by increasing exports of high value added products to increase competitiveness of the trade in goods and services for increasing income and employment opportunity for poverty alleviation to clearly establish interrelationship between internal and foreign trade to develop them as complementary and supplementary to each other and Besides it, I just, you know, mentioned three others, you know, transaction cost through procedural simplification and institutional strength reducing and market expansion through utilization of opportunity available under bilateral, regional and multilateral trade promotion and linking export oriented industries with domestic markets, export of goods and services produced for domestic consumption by expanding their production. Issues of trade performance. First use is structural barrier. It is assumed that open border between the India and Nepal complements to trade liberalization, its trade multiplier benefit to both countries, Nepal and India. But unfortunately, you know, in reality, this structural benefit assumption is an invisible, visible driver of the informal, illegal cross-border trade in the different studies. Its volume and values are substantial. And the illegal cross-border trade has promoted security trade, not to you know, Nepal, but also to India. Its negative consequences is a huge fiscal leakage and loss of, you know, 
loss of formal cross-border trade to both countries. Another negative consequence is a distortion to Indo-Nepal border markets and city markets along with ineffective trade liberalization initiation of Nepal and India and also SAFTA and uh, SAFTA and SAFTA. This is the first issue. Second issue is the landlocked position of Nepal. Since landlocked you know, position that is not sensible is a guilty factor to Nepal to reach out multilateralism, global trade as mentioned in the WTO through trade liberalism to explore new market and accelerate the growth of exportable items. Nepal depends unilaterally to India for free trade and transit as the international right of landlocked country. Nepal has bad experiences of the Indian trade transit in the following years in 1980s, 1990s and 2015. Surprisingly and inter interestingly, the people ha has love, trust, and link, but the government level has not similar situation, although both are member of the BIMSTEC, SARC, and WTO, and in the 80s are one of the main aid to Nepal. Like as the Gujarat doctrine, you know, India has not shown unilaterally friendly initiation to the Nesbor country, Nepal, for respecting her national interests for wider impact at bilateral and regional level. And issue three is the connectivity and higher transaction cost. If we talk about Nepal-China trade, there is a you know, poor connectivity issue with physical barriers and closed border. But in the case of the Indo-Nepal you know, border, Indo-Nepal trade, weak connectivity issue without physical barriers and with open border. And higher transaction cost to Nepal, but Indo-Nepal trade's transaction cost is lower than China-Nepal. And trade time is mostly more than 10 days issue. Group two, you know, aggressive trade policies. If we observe the two, you know, giant countries, India and China, we can easily find out the these countries adopted the outward and inward trade policy of India to Nesbur countries. And similarly, we can easily find our example of the outward trade policy through the OBOR, you know, one belt, one road. And similar, you know, in this situation, what will happen? You know, generally, if you observe the, these two countries, you know, trade policies, we can easily find out fragmented metrocracy and the statemanship leadership. And the, generally, what will happen if India and Nepal sit together and talk together, there is a Nepal does not fail, you know, win-win situation. And another part is the mutual trust and interest also. But the, generally, what will happen if we, you know, sit with the China and the India, they feel the China is a big country and the Nepal feels the inferiority, you know, complex of the small country. Such types, the gap can be found in the, uh, in the trade, you know, trade, trade and transit, you know, treaty. And, but the, generally, what will happen, big countries have a, you know, concern, security, economic, and political interest in Nepal. That is also the barrier in the case of the trade promotion. Issue third is the other issues in the Indo-Nepal trade, unclarity, inconsistent, instable trade, overdose of nationalism led to liberalism, no effective border regulation and system, and poor infrastructure and system in Indo-Nepal custom office, import intensive trade led, you know, big figure trade deficit and negative current account. These are the major issues with India. But in the case of the China, you know, there is also the not fully utilized Chinese zero tariff provision on 163 items of 198 items given in 2010. But, uh, you know, along with it, you know, non-tariff issues are there, strict Chinese quarantine and lack of internationally accredited facility to Nepal to Nepalese products, procedurals, hassles, and non-acceptance to Nepalese quarantine certificate to exportable items, no quarantine test to the imported substandard items from China, language barrier in the border areas led to inconsistence, non-transparent, arbitrary, discretionary in export and import, you know, 
promotion and connectivity and infrastructure barrier, warehouse and dry port barrier, issue of mutual recognition, cooperation and consultation. And in this situation, you know, COVID, COVID case was outbroken in January 9 with the 44 cases in China, one city in China. Then after we think about the, despite that, you know, COVID-19 you know, COVID is just like cough and seasonal respiratory viral. We cannot ignore the guidelines of the reports of WHO along with the rocketing graph of the 44.7 million affected people with the growth of the million within the 10 million within a you know, month, 1.2 million dead toll and a bad experiences of the affected people and the unsuccessful story of antidote development. September 30, 20 into September 30 and 2020, the affected people was recorded 34.1 million and the dead toll was 1 million. And Nepal has, you know, 0.165 million affected people and 87 dead toll. And it initiated or the promoted its rank at the, you know, 35th in the world. And in this context, many studies and presentation are available with different aspects, but the trade specific is rare. Therefore, this presentation is still relevant. Its output would be valuable to get a uh, you know, way forward. And in this talk, it has a two major you know, objectives to assess the impact of the COVID pandemic shock and anti-COVID policy measures on Nepalese economy and particularly on the trade. The, to examine the compensatory policy tools to survival, stability, and stimulate the slowdown Nepalese economy, particularly on trade. And to you know, achieve or the our above objectives, I use the you know, following you know, data and methods, and I use quantitative resource design, and I use the you know, secondary data source, and nature of data is generally in you know, a time series, and these data you know, are you know, where you know, collected from the uh, WHO websites and along with the case of Nepal and South Asia from February 2020 to September 2020. And for reliability and validity, there was employed FNCCI, CNI, and RB websites. The study considered it supplementary. And first, you know, resolve, you know, COVID scenario. We have a more information about it and the, you know, the COVID pandemic affected 215 countries and 40, you know, affected and the, with the, you know, 44.1 million population with the, and, you know, 1.2 million dead toll. But out of the, this total scenario, we can easily find out USA stand you know secure the rank first and with the 9.1 million affected per people and 0.2 million dead toll and it is followed by the india at the you know second position 8.0 million affected people and 0.12 million you know dead toll and and also the brazil with the you know 5.4 million affected people and 0.15 million dead toll and the, that is the you know scenario and in this situation, we can easily find out the continuously, almost all the you know, countries are affected by the COVID pandemic. And it has brought the devastating you know, economic scenario. And still, you know, all the world community has been struggling or the, uh, to you know, 
experiment or the, to find out the antidotes, you know, to control the COVID pandemic. And if we come in the SAR countries, we have our eight countries, but when we observe the COVID pandemic, you know, in the two scenarios, we can easily find out India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, and Nepal are the hot spots, you know, more than Afghanistan, Sri Lanka, Maldives, and Bhutan. But out of the, all these countries, India is a, you know, major hot spots of the SAR region. And in this situation, but the, when we observe the recovery rate, we can easily find out we have more than 80% recovery rate. This is the, you know, it makes, you know, optimistic to us. But the, this, you know, pandemic, you know, creates the more psychological trauma to all the, you know, almost all the people of the Sark region. But when we come in the COVID scenario in the Nepal, we can easily find out at present moment, we have, you know, Nepal has 0.165, you know, million population affected and 887 people, they, you know, dead toll, you know, dead toll. But when we observe the scenario, lockdown, you know, for there were the, there are the, you know, two lockdowns, you know, imposed by the government. One is the from started March 23 and July 21. And second one is started August 16 and 7. And then after, but when we observe the, you know, train of the COVID, it, you know, contributed positively to, in, the, to, the, to increase the COVID cases. And in the situation, lockdown was not effective much more to control, to, you know, reduce or the, to minimize the growth of COVID pandemic in Nepal. And, but the, you know, interesting thing is, yes, despite the different types of the issues in the healthcare system, but the, our, you know, recovery rate was, you know, more than, you know, 74%. And that is the, you know, satisfying or the, uh, you know, uh, convincing uh, information to us. But when we observe the, you know, COVID-19 and recovery cases, we can easily find out the, it affected 84% to male and 16% to female. But when we come in the recovery cases, you know, male's recovery rate is, you know, was a higher than female. And male recovery rate was 91.5%. And female's, you know, recovery rate was 8.5%. But when we observe the, its effects on the, you know, age, beyond two ages groups, one is the above 50 and below 50, we can easily find out the above 50 dead toll is the 66%. But the when we observe the below 50, dead toll was, you know, 34% only. And in this situation, COVID-19 affected severely more on the, you know, oldest people than the, you know, below 50 years people. And uh, when we observe the sex wise, we can easily find out males, you know, dead toll was, you know, 72%. Meanwhile, you know, females dead toll was 28%. And when we observe the province level, we can easily find out the, you know, certain types of the, we have, you know, seven provinces and there are the different types, the rank, you know, province two was, you know, first, you know, vulnerable. And it followed by the province five and the Karnali province, you know, six. And then after, but when we observe the allocation of the these, you know, things, we can easily find out the misallocation also.
But the second you know, scenario in the June, July, we can easily find out the similar scenario, but the, in the second you know, vulnerable case, you know, Bagmati became you know, second vulnerable. And then after, you know, province five was the third vulnerable province. What are the, you know, and when we observe the COVID cases and the, and the growth of the COVID and what were the, you know, causes behind it. And the, it was generally, ultimately, all the literature, based on the, all the literatures and observation, we found it was, you know, COVID cases, you know, imported from the, you know, other countries. And it came, or this, you know, virus, you know, came along with the returning of labor and maybe you know from you know abroad maybe from the india and that was the major cause behind the you know covid and it also promoted to the growth of the covid and spread of the covid all over the country and be in the you know before the june and july at that time period only you know 49 districts were affected and that was the 63% of the 77 districts. But unfortunately, after one and two months, and then after it is spread all over the country, along with the returnees of, of the labor. And after that, at the present moment, COVID-19 you know, affected severely or sharply in Kathmandu Valley including Kathmandu, Bhaktapur, and Lalitpur. And nowadays, you know, per day, more than 3,000 case, new cases emerge, has been emerging in, in, in the country. And that is, it is a big trade, big, you know, issue to the healthcare system and also the government of Nepal. And result, and in this situation, result to the what types of the you know anti-COVID-19 measures, and we can find we can categorize into the two groups: health policy measures and aggressive testing campaign, using sanitizer, mask, social you know distancing, and along with it, lockdown measures is used closure of transportation and the Indo-Nepal and China-Nepal border seal, closure of all means of transports, and first lockdown started March 23 to the July 21, 80 days, and second lockdown August 7 to September 9, 2022 days. And if we observe here, we can easily find out there were the, there, there, there were the different types of the issues. Main issue is the over and misallocation of PCR testing. An issue of availability of PCR kits, controversial on the PCR testing, no emergency planning, no emergency mechanism. And uh, when we had only in a party 500 cases, and that was the you know, situation. But second in the case, you know, June and July, at that time also, you know, no change on the issue of over and misallocation of PCR testing. And we had similar situation, it indicated, you know, our, our healthcare system was failure and our state responsibility was not properly you know, enough to provide the emergency healthcare system to our you know, COVID-19 affected people and victims. And when we observe the issues of the health budget and policy and infrastructure, there was also the issue. One is the need of national emergency health mechanism with budget and plan. But unfortunately, government has, you know, did not, you know, responded it. 
and need of national labor emergency plan and program under technical person, but decentralized to the local government. There are deficient, you know, human capital, infrastructure, and budget, and that is also the you know big you know problem. And government, you know, reported bill of 13 billion rupees, but no budget and policy for new, new ventilator except IT new ventilator donation by INGO and NGO and ineffective surveillance, testing, and quarantine human movement in the Indo-Nepal open border, and no proper isolation and quarantine, and no proper record and tracking, and no bilateral meeting between India and Nepal and China and Nepal on this issue. But if you observe here, just like this, so, uh, you know, uh, sanitizer and also the social distancing. This photo, you know, shows us the queue of the people for the government relief in Kathmandu and looks here means the whatever we develop the measures or the advocate the measures, its reality is, you know, in this picture. And the people has not used mask, sanitizer, social distancing at the government office. Let's imagine in the private and other offices. And the pigs, you know, you know, queue of the farmers to the fertilizer in sub three districts, and the queue of the citizen to pay tax in transportation office and Kathmandu. Example of no social distancing in local transport and national trading, which are the government offices. Let's think about the general perspective and behavior on the threat of COVID and effectiveness of our government's you know, regulation. Maybe a strong cause of the COVID growth. And issue in the Indo-Nepal and China-Nepal border seal. Easy seal to naturally close China and Nepal. But the border by closing six point, difficult seal to the naturally open and emotionally attached Indo-Nepal border in the absence of no man's lands by closing nine points. And border markets and people of the Nepal depending aggressively on Indian market. That was the realism in the case of the, you know, during the COVID. And closure of the all means of the transport, close of the transport, land transport and air transport between Nepal and India and Nepal and China, but human mobility is found informal. That is, that was the you know, big issue at that time period. And findings one, COVID-19 is being our original issue. India is a hotspot followed by Nepal and COVID-19 is you know, imported in Nepal from foreign employment. Its effect is more on above 50 years as that below 50 years. Non-technical decision and holistic approach instead of need-based technical, specific and emergency approach for an ineffective execution of anti-COVID measures. Result for negative consequences of the closure of transportation and communication. If we observe the cost, first of all, sectors in you know, output loss, all economies have output loss per day, loss, you know, 10 billion Nepali rupees. And that was the, you know, negative consequences of the lockdown or the closure of transportation. And generally, if you observe the sector-wise, agriculture, fisher, mines, industry, electricity, gas, construction, wholesale, hotel, transport, financial sector, real estate, public, uh, education, health, social sector, social work, you know, all sectors were not free from its negative consequences. But if you observe the, this report, you know, published by the government and so it makes, you know, slow down, it indicates, if you observe the pre-2019, you know, 
senior sector performance and 2020 sector performance after COVID-19. We can easily find out the except the agriculture, all sectors were affected by the closure of transportation and communication. First of all, first effect, you know, felt on, you know, directly on transportation. And second effects, you know, hotels and restaurants and trade. Third effect, you know, felt on industry and agriculture. Fourth, you know, government. And fifth is income, employment and output. And the sixth one is the revenue, GDP, growth rate. And that was the situation. If you observe the trade, it's, you know, slow down with the minus 7.16. And after then, it's, you know, negative implication, you know, felt or the spread it to the other sector. And it's, you know, supplemented by the, this close down of the, our, you know, in Nepal, just like the approximately 700 shops closed down in Kathmandu, Tamil in Kathmandu, two hotels, you know, closed down in Biratnagar, and the no new demand for loan in the financial sector. And it indicates or the provided the strong evidence of the slowdown or the economic recession of the country. And what will happen on the you know, macroeconomic indicators or the trade balance, current account and balance, balance of payment. If you observe Nepal, if you were before the you know, COVID-19, Nepal was suffering from the huge trade deficit approximately, you know, 1100 billion rupees nepalese rupees and uh, and also the you know we had the large you know one to you know 17 export and import ratio and with in the case of china one is equal to 44 export and import ratio and in this situation what will happen after the lockdown it control or the it reduced the import trade and also the export trade. And in this situation, it's you know, significant effect can be found on trade deficit and import, you know, export and import ratio. And generally what will happen, just like the deficit declines, you know, with the, you know, 1,161.2 billion net world deficit and the 22755 million BOP. And it's, you know, positive implication can be found on trade deficit and balance of current account and balance of payment and that is the you know good thing but the if we observe the other you know supply and demand sector you know it's you know more impact maybe you know negative and if we observe the you know this data you can easily find out the big two you know scenarios pre you know covid and post covid pre covid our trade deficit was you know 211 billion rupees you know, with, you know, two months only, Saun and Bhadra, and the June and July maybe. And in this situation, but after in the, you know, po, uh, co, you know post you know, COVID, we got the 158.41 billion rupees. And in this situation, what happened? This is the 53 billion trade deficit down. And uh, it means what? Well, all over the year, or the all over, if we calculate for six months, and what will happen? You can, we, you know, we get the, 153 billion rupees, you know, trade deficit, you know, falling, uh, declining. And uh, it means, you know, 50% down in export and import ratio. Uh, before the, you know, COVID, we had the, you know, one to 17 or the one to 15 
8.8, you know, export and import ratio. But after then, 1 to 8.8, you know, that is the, you know, 50% down in export and import ratio. And in the case of the export, you know, lockdown or the COVID, you know, that, you know, COVID has made the, you know, positive impact. And that is the good thing. One side, you know, declining import trade and increasing the, you know, export. And that is the, you know, plus to the positive impact of the COVID-19. But what will happen, you know, our sector performance have, you know, negative. And in this situation, this negative uh, and uh, it's, you know, consequence can be found on economic growth and the degrowth of the Nepal, we, you know, would be 0.1%. And like in the earthquake period in the 2015 and the strong by the, you know, other, you know, if we observe the reports of IMF and the world, you know, scenarios, we can easily find out, except the China, almost all G20 countries and other countries have, you know, you know negative economic growth rate. And uh, that is the, you know, prediction of the IMF. And similar cases can be found in Nepal also due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And then after it's negative consequences can be found loss of employment. And generally, what will happen? 7.6 million population, you know, were you know unemployed during the COVID or the lockdown. And in the you know when you calculate, it will be the you know it would be the 16.4 percent. And at that time period, our employment rate was you know 11.1 percent, and possibly it you know would be 27.5 percent. And uh, you know when we observe its effects. It's more effect can be found in the urban area and the less in the you know rural area and it's you know more effect can be found on the male and then you know female. In this situation, it you know COVID nineteen pandemic curb you know new jobs and the existing jobs and led to the new transformation or the new you know changes in Nepalese economy at the household sector also. And in this situation, when we lost the you know, uh, existing and the new you know, employment opportunities, what will happen? It's you know, negative implication goes on income distribution and poverty level. And if you observe here, generally, we have you know, four you know, class income groups, upper class, middle class, vulnerable group, and poor group. But if you observe the vulnerable group, we can easily find out the you know, 37.53, you know, the vulnerable group decreases and uh, it converts or the transform into the poor groups. And in this situation, what will happen? 7.47% no new you know, poverty will be in our you know, uh, poverty level. And in this situation, uh, you know, due to the you know, degrowth of the labor income and remittance income also, poverty level will be you know, 31% and it will be the massive poverty and hunger and you know, vulnerability. And it will be the you know, big challenge in the post COVID-19 to the Nepal. And some you know, few you know, humanitarian crisis and uh, due to the hunger, you know, it leads the suicide cases and suicide cases increase in Nepal and its cost, we cannot calculate its cost, please remember. 
and the revenue and budget deficit and fiscal deficit, we can easily find out the, you know, COVID-19's result, 200 billion rupees, leading to wider budget, you know, loss, and uh, it leads to the wider budget deficit and fiscal deficit. And if we believe on the Ministry of Finance 2020, during the lockdown of COVID, you know, government spent spend the 40 billion rupees per month, but the you know, earned 15 billion rupees only. And in this situation, you know, it's you know severely negative implication on revenue collection and the negative, you know, and budget deficit and fiscal deficit. And in this situation, it may lead to the debt, you know, to find out the additional debt and may fall on the debt trap. And in this situation, consequence, you know, consequence of the, you know, consequence in economic cost of COVID-19. And generally, if we calculate simply including production loss, revenue loss, cost of health recovery and health investment, it in total, you know, output loss, we, you know, would be, you know, 15, 54.68 billion rupees. And out of the total, you know, GDP, it would be, you know, 41.6%. And it is not a joke. It is not a simple and it is the sufficient evidence, you know, for, you know, negative economic growth trade. And finding two and summarize closure and transport and communication distorted fast foreign trade and then it's induced in all other sectors, except agriculture, all economic sectors are slowdown and contraction, sectoral output loss led to contract economic growth, along with employment output and income of Nepal. Unexpected huge output loss to the economy of Nepal led to negative economic growth trade. In economic slowdown, loss of employment, output, income may increase massive poverty and hunger all over the country, and economic recession towards the depression may happen. And result, you know, poor. And effects of the COVID-19 and, you know, closure of transportation in economic cost of economy, you know, in our study, we found the economic loss is explanatory with minus 0.686, more than COVID-19 effect minus 0.40. In this lockdowns effects is the more than COVID-19. And in this situation, its effects on the sector, agriculture, service, industry, and trade, we can easily find out the above picture. And closure of transportation and communication as lockdowns effect is more than COVID-19 in GDP. Result, you know, seven, you know, falling unauthorized and informal trade, a big trade, open border induced, you know, unauthorized and informal Indo-Nepal trade was sharply falling down during the Indo-Nepal border seal and closure of transportation and communication. Black markets and smuggling markets were temporarily closed down, but its benefit could not be seen in formal trade, custom revenue, and fair market competition. Crime rate related unauthorized and informal trade fell down in Indo-Nepal border markets and settlements. Result five, compensatory you know, policy shocks. Policy shock, you know, disclosure of the transportation. You know, Nepal, government of Nepal has, you know, smartly use the you know disclosure of the transportation to you know improve or the to vibrant our market and production activities and mobility of the you know people and other you know and import 
of the import and exports of the goods and services and transportation of the goods and services in Nepal. And in this way, FOSSOC was initiated, you know, disclosure of transportation, its effectiveness was, you know, proper or the expected. And in this situation, its modality can be found open up food and medicine transport in accordance with the health codes, mass sanitizer and social distancing. But in reality, it, is, it was you know, quite you know, complex issue. Open up private vehicles based on odd and even number with respect to Nepali date in accordance with the health codes, mass sanitizer and social distancing. And similarly, open up public vehicles based on odd and even number in accordance with the health codes, mass sanitizer and social distancing. And Indo-Nepal in, Indo border partial open up to the food and medicine import and export trade strict to human mobility to cross border activities still you know to you know revive and the, to recover the our trade activities and policy shock one you know to you know fiscal measure compensatory fiscal you know measure its approach was the compensatory fiscal measure you know uh, in our you know budget Modality is compensatory to the you know, poor and marginal people in public utility, reschedule tax payment to trade, business and industries, compensatory to the small and micro enterprises with tax cut, proposal for stimulus package to business sector. And if we observe the its scenario, we can easily find out the first of all, government realized where you know during the you know formulation of the budget and last year. You know, our government of Nepal formulated 16 to 32 billion rupees, you know, budget, but the in this for this year, you know, for you know, 2020 and 2021, you know, government formulated only 1474.64 billion by, you know, reduced by 10% and 10% and, and the deficit budget approach was used, you know, to address or the to response the COVID-19 pandemic and you no know, 5% fiscal deficit standard led debt trap but the you no know, try to use the more than 5% fiscal deficit standard led debt trap if you observe the budget you can easily find out our scenario was not quite good our revenue could not you know finance the regular expenditure and aid was not you know uh, uh, believable and the debt was you know 35.6% and in this situation you know Due to the you know COVID pandemic, Nepal may fall in the debt trap or the you no know, no, and also will get the you know more debt burden. Demand and supply fiscal shock. If you observe here, you know government try to respond the demand side general peoples and the supply side, the business houses and enterprises and industries, first of all, allocate 6 billion rupees on medicine supply and management. But, you know, if we observe the bill, 13 billion was spent by the government. And now compensation to the poor and marginal people by free electricity, look here, to 10 units electric consumers groups, 25% exemption to the up, you know, up to 150 unit electricity consumer groups and 50% exemption to the up to you know, 250 unit electricity you know, consumer groups and the pre-water bill and 100 billion rupees fund for tourism sectors rehabilitation and recovery and one lakhs insurance to all health workers and full exemption to the airlines to 
on their rent, exemption of renewable charge to communication and film industry, 50 billion rupees fund for new innovation projects and programs. And tax exemption to comparative advantageable exportable uh, export items, expanding into integrated customs office in all custom points, development and operation uh, of dry ports in Indo-Nepal and China-Nepal border, review Indo-Nepal and Nepal-China trade and tra transit treaty. An exemption of the income tax on the small and micro enterprises for seven years, 75% income tax exemption to you know, less than 2 million investment and 50% income tax exemption to the 2 to 5 million investment, 25% income tax exemption to the 5 to 10 million investment, removing VAT on micro insurance, reducing custom duties on the import of the agriculture products, 20% income tax exemption to tourism transport, custom duties exemption to medicinal and homeopathy medicine, 50% income tax exemption on to internet service. And similarly, and simultaneously, policy took, you know, monetary measure. Compensatory through rehabilitation, recovery, and rescheduling fund. And if you observe its modality can be found, rescheduling credits principal and interest payment, refinancing to the vulnerable enterprises and industries through the fund, special interest rate to the vulnerable enterprises and industries, lower interest rate to the small and micro enterprises, and management to the liquidity in the market. Major policy shocks, you know, includes the merging banks and financial institutions, establishing hedging fund and 50% credit on priority sector in agriculture, energy, tourism, and small and micro enterprises, facility credit to agriculture projects and small and micro enterprises at 5% interest rate, five times refinancing to the available refinancing fund. Credit at part 3% to export-oriented and vulnerable industries and enterprises credit at 5% to small and micro enterprises, establishing 50 billion Nepali rupees for credit rescheduling and refinancing. Issues are there, yes. If we observe the you know, policy sucks, these are quite beautiful, but the, still we have uh, some you know, few you know, issues related to the, this policy sucks implementation. And the first one is the higher probability of no execution of budgetary policy and monetary policy in the first and secondary, secondary, you know, second quarter. And the, that was the problem. Means the at that time period, you know, government initiated closure of transport and communication, uh, you know, uh, under the you know lockdown and the semi-lockdown scenario. At that time period, you know, budget implementation and monetary policy implementation could not be possible and means the, there was a no environment. And in this situation, the rest of the time, you know, we have to wait and see, you know, how the budget and monetary policy, you know, would be implemented by the government. And no time, no environment for development budget expenditure to strengthen demand side of market in the weak context of development expenditure capacity, you know, to vibrant the market, you know, if the government development budget was could be expended properly and effectively on time, it vibrated the market. Means that it created the employment opportunities, and you know, money goes to the in the pocket of the you know general people. But unfortunately, what will happen? You know, we have you know COVID nineteen pandemic created no time, no environment. To for development budget. Another one is the in the last you know budgets. If we observe, we had 
weak capacity to spend the development expenditure uh, you know budget we allocated 25% development budget of the total budget and uh, out of the 25% we just you know spent 40% of 45% on the development expenditure and in this situation it eroded the our capacity more during the you know due to the you know covid-19 pandemic and in this situation how could we, could we expect you know our development budget go you know helps or the our you know general people and vibrant the you know, market through the employment generation and economic activities no relief package to the unemployment general people the more and marginal led hunger to vibrant market and demand you know during the lockdown period about you know 7.6 million population or the employed people were unemployed and that you know in the but the government hadn't you know provided the relief package in the you know in the situation what will happen market you know people hadn't you know money people people's you know pocket was empty and that empty pocket could not vibrate create the demand and the to vibrate the you know market and that was the scenario that was the major issue at that time period uncertainty of recovery rehabilitation and stimulus package to you know slow down economy and trade and uh, if yes policy shocks were beautiful and but the we could not implement properly and effectively on time and the uh, and need base what happened its you know effect would be you know questionable and the generally still we have a question question is whether these policy shocks are effective and what is the level of effectiveness and the this determines the our recovery rehabilitation and of the trade sector and other sectors and then you know economics uh, you know nepalese economic economy and in this way you know above the findings and the observation you know or findings i conclude here you know covid 19 pandemic is a big threat to the human civilization and development in 21st century affecting 44.8 million population killing 1.2 million people of 215 countries of the world where its extreme intense falls on the usa and g20 you know countries and on india in south asia brazil in south america its con economic consequence consequence is loss of the 3.4% economic growth rate worse stock market crash loss of 400 million you know full time job and us dollar 3.5 million trillion gdp loss and if we you know come in the case of the nepal in sark nepal ranks at the port you know jumping you know port you know jumping at the 35th of the 215 countries of the world with the you know 0.165 million affected people 887 death toll per day new cases more than 3000 and recovery rate you know is greater than 74% it is a big threat to nepal its negative consequence has badly grabbed to sector economy of nepal trade industry service hotels transportation and agriculture with the closure of transportation and communication trade was most vulnerable sector after transportation and communication then hotels business industry service except the agriculture ultimately outcome was slow down economy with the loss of 41.6% gdp and induced 0.1% negative economic growth rate and the government of nepal initiated direct shock as a disclosure of 
no transportation policy and sought to normalize foreign trade and then indirect shock as demand vibrating fiscal and monetary policy shocks, particularly to business and industry sector. However, the threat of COVID-19 may be a barrier to the implementation of fiscal and monetary policy shocks, although these are not sufficient measures to stop the slowdown, trade and the economy. And on the basis of the you know, issues, I just, you know, mentioned the three you know, recommendations. One is the government of Nepal should be active, accountable, transparent, sensitive, and responsible to build and mobilize emergency, emergency healthcare system plan and program to minimize the vulnerable of the COVID-19 pandemic through testing, tracking, tracing, and care. The government of Nepal should play a leading role to strengthen production and market along healthcare system. Nepal should adopt emergency compensatory policy shocks not only at supply side, but also at demand side under the framework of three years survival, stability, and stimulus to maintain welfare of the poorest of the poor and to vibrant slowdown production, market, and trade. Nepal and India should develop well infrastructure on the custom points and close the open border to reduce unauthorized trade and to improve, unauthor uh, improve authorized trade. And from this, you know, case, we have, you know, some, you know, lesson learned and way forward. COVID-19 pandemic and its negative consequences would be a good lesson to us for the way forward. Natural and unnatural disaster suddenly happens with the risk, loss, and vulnerability in the world. Its power is generally bigger than our physical and mental infrastructure. The role of the state should be proactive and innovative to be resilient and preparation to save life, socioeconomic, and politics of the country. Individual country cannot do much more in the resource constraint. Therefore, we need collectivism as alternative for regional cooperation. It makes relevant to SARC not only at present but also at future because of the climate change and other threats. Its negative consequences on economy could be avoided if the state leads and mobilizes the economic institution and state machinery properly and effectively for formula formalizing, you know, emergency compensatory policy shocks as the built with the economic system based on big data systems of demography and all, all economic activities, production, distribution, investment, and trade, ETC. Thank you, Sarf. I finish my talk. Thank you. Thank you so much. So, Palde. No. Yes, your voice is not coming. Yes, anyhow, uh, thank you so much, Professor Bista, for giving this very uh, comprehensive and nuanced, uh, nuanced understanding of all, all what is happening in Nepal. And uh, so, so many points, such a very elaborate. And uh, I learned a lot about what uh, is, and many trade policies sir has also mentioned and really also highlighted many cases of COVID also, regression and many things also. But the last time data, the updated data sir has is around 4 million cases in India. Today we surpassed 8 million. <laughs> yes, so the numbers are, yes, really increasing. I'll just check again with Professor Utpal Day. Professor Day? Sir, your voice is not coming. 
you can check you can check your mic your video is coming your yes your voice is not coming mm -hmm. mm, that's not working let me yes quickly let me or sir let me connect with professor utpalde let me sir invite a few few of the uh, i would say reflection upon your lecture uh, uh, i would now invite our uh, our researcher uh, ritika to make the point first ritika good evening sir thank you for a very insightful presentation i have few questions for you am i audible yeah oh so i have few questions for you as you mentioned in your ppt that uh, in current times the capital investment is increasing so in nepal it is increasing so my question is is this capital investment is funded by international players or and if there is a focus on developing green infrastructure in this uh, uh, capital investment my second question to you is is government of nepal is adopting protectionist policy in trade with other countries if yes how this is affecting the informal trade uh, affecting the people in informal trade of the country particularly with india and in this context how nepal see usa as its trade partner and how the trade composition has been affected due to coronavirus pandemic Yes, I, we have a process day also. Process day, why don't you go on? Can you hear me? Yes, sir, we can hear you. Okay. Hmm. So, uh, it is a very illuminating lecture by the Professor uh, Raghubir Bista. We, uh, we got an exhaustive account of the uh, COVID-19 its expansion across the countries in the world and thereafter the different uh, impacts of that uh, on different sectors of COVID-19. and the steps taken by the nepal government to slow it up and there you have mentioned that the impact of uh, this covid-19 on the urban sector is marginally ahead of the rural sector as i saw from your result and we women are less affected as compared to the men so naturally because men works outside and go to the cities mostly in comparison to the women so when they return home So naturally, they will be more affected, but women are also not less affected because sitting at home with less financial support from their male counterpart, they have to manage their families. So the micro level also household sector women are, I think, not less affected, if not in monetary terms, in other social and other terms. They because for managing their families, they have to go for. natural resource collection many other thing for the survival i think in nepal it will be much much more and also you rightly pointed out about the severe of the that agricultural sector is now playing that is same for the india bangladesh and other countries in sri lanka we, we saw also on the environmental issues you highlighted and then you came to your main theme that was the impact on the trade and though later on that uh, borders were opened especially with india 
for the trade of the essential items, especially the food items and 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 the medicine and the related uh, healthcare related items that uh, was operated. But uh, there again, some big flop came from the from the transport sectors that you have mentioned. But here, one or two points. Just I want to hear from you. That, um, that apart from this, the temporary changes in the balance of payment crisis, um, initially as India also faced that export also declined, but input declined much more, and hence there was a positive in favorable balance of trade or payment thing. But uh, that does not mean that it is conducive for the development, so how it will be managed and how government policies. So compensation issues also you have brought in here, but the, but the question that comes that uh, if we compare to South Asian countries, I saw that, and uh, like in Bangladesh also in Nepal, the COVID expansion of COVID patients uh, has been leveled It's reduced too much in the last two months, but has it been so? I think that because of the data is not reflecting the correct figure, that's why it is not. And though it is very small number, if you compare with the total population, so in Nepal also affected must be uh, relatively more, I mean, uh, not that uh, this thing. And another one is that after of the border and the trade, I think through trade also, the movement of the people through less, whether that trade induced impact on the on the expansion of this disease, anything you notice in, in Nepal or, or not. And, and thirdly, in, in terms of the recent composition of the trade, because Nepal also has uh, some uh, tourism, it is highly dependent on its tourism, which is also centered, as well as in Nepal, uh, advantage of some commodities they produce and export. Not only that, only the people who returned from the other places, that is the migrants that you have mentioned, the other uh, commodity trades, how that is affected and uh, adversely affect the overall economy of the Nepal. Only these few points, if you highlight. So, thank you very much. I think overall it was a very good and exhaustive lecture from your side. So, I will I'll request after that, Professor Rojun, to summarize. Yes, okay. yes. Let me uh, uh, also put few points. Anshula want to make few points, Anshula. Uh, Professor Bista, uh, I will uh, collect all the questions so that you can answer or choose to answer uh, in a way because of the time. Yes, Anshula, please go on. Anshula, Mike. Yes. Uh, so thank you, Dr. Bista, for such an insightful presentation. I have two questions. One is, um, was there a perceptible inflation uh, due to the lockdown and due to halting of trade activities? And secondly, uh, the fiscal pressure sort of that has now developed, uh, how will it be funded to get out uh, of this pandemic-induced crisis? And a second part to that would be, what can Nepal and uh, neighboring states in India, such as UP, Bihar, West Bengal, what can they do together as a region to get out of this uh, pandemic, this economic catastrophe, uh, also keeping in mind aspects of uh, uh, nutrition, poverty, livelihoods, mental health, and responding to the uh, crisis in a gender responsive way. 
Thank you. Thank you, Anshula. Uh, uh, Professor Bista, I would uh, now just uh, uh, like to ask a few, few just concerns uh, raising to you. So you have uh, really highlighted and started from that the Nepal was also uh, looking from the point of view of uh, Atm Nirbhar, uh, right, self-reliant from there. I think all the countries of South Asia have really started and you have touched upon so many great policies that earlier in the last century we were uh, very protectionist or I would say not really uh, open to the world which has changed now and uh, really trade is uh, the, the recession in, in 2008 and then afterward now deglobalization. Many things are coming. All our countries are affected. And uh, in, in this manner, uh, I really wanted to ask that, sir, how do you see Indian states, the neighboring states with Nepal? What can a regional policy be? Because uh, a trade really becomes the regional issue there, uh, especially for our terrain and natural resources. And uh, how that can be strengthened so that uh, you really highlighted also in your concluding, uh, concluding uh, remarks that uh, that coordination has to be done. So what all sectors or what all are the policy or sectoral dimensions you see or foresee is important where coordination is really important from for the regional point of view. Uh, another thing I really wanted to uh, ask you, sir, how uh, uh, do you see OBOR for uh, one belt, one road uh, thing, uh, especially with China? And uh, uh, where is Nepal looking at it in terms of trade or, you know, having a trade route, uh, BRI, RCEP, many things. And uh, uh, what is the feeling toward RCEP and uh, how, how it, uh, you know, that is looking toward it. And... Uh, really sir have uh, really high, highlighted the transportation hospitality and other sectors which the trade has shocked i was really uh, 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 really disturbed uh, looking at your presentation that the uh, that the decline can be 40% for nepal that will be huge and uh, as you are mentioning that uh, uh, it's a, it's a catastrophe then the earthquake which happened in nepal uh, I would say uh, a, a really difficult scenario for uh, for all the nations. Uh, so, what do you think in terms of uh, trade, and uh, and how uh, the revival of this uh, the economy can be done and uh, done in a holistic way so that uh, uh, now we also have uh, winters coming. So more uh, more and more COVID, you know, the third wave, second wave, so many things coming. Uh, how do you see as an expert? Uh, that uh, we should go ahead because Nepal also had this recent uh, uh, recent experience of coming out of uh, a, a catastrophe, I would say, earthquake uh, that was. And it's uh, really a back-to-back -back shock for uh, the economy to stand up. And uh, really, I once again like to congratulate Professor Bista for putting up so many points. I, I think, uh, sir, you can write a book on it, on your presentation, such an elaborate and so many things you have touched. So, so without uh, any wasting, sir, you can choose to answer few. Uh, 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 you don't have to touch upon all the issues. And sir, over to you. Uh, sir, please, your mic. Huh. So your mic is, yes, muted again. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, uh, thank you uh, Dr. Ardun, sir. Uh, uh, thank you, Ritika. I know, um, uh, Ritika's, you know, first question related to the capital investment increase. Uh, in my presentation, uh, Nepal has a, you know, weak performance in the capital investment. 
in last year also you know uh, our budget allocated 25% of the total budget total budget is the 1623 billion rupees and out of the 25% uh, we just spent you know 40% and in this it indicates the our weak capacity of the expenditure you know, uh, capital expenditure and that is the big problem and in during the you know covid you know we have uh, we have similar time you know it uh, during the covid and we have a similar you know uh, situation we have not improved it. in this situation it it's you know negative consequences you know fall on the you know our capacity to you know uh, uh, you know spend the development expenditure and in this way you know i i don't you know much more hopeful hope you know to increase the capital expenditure more than you know 40% and because the you know we you know first quarter and second quarter we have lost the time and in this situation we have not you know able to implement our budget and monetary policy and that is the you know one region and in this situation i am not much more hopeful you know positive effect of the budget, you know development expenditure to improve the employment opportunities and and also the welfare of the people this is the you know first and second is the in the in the case of the informal trade uh, between the indo and nepal and this is not a, you know, uh, you know uh, only the you know uh, uh, issue of the you know both countries and uh, it is not a you know loss of the nepal it is a loss of the you know india also and in this situation you know we have to both together sit down and then after we have to negotiate and we have to develop the plan and and program and to regulate the our you know border and then uh, you know to you know reduce or the to control uh, on authorized trade and and you know convert or transform to the authorized you know trade and then you know we can easily get the real scenario of the indo nepal trade uh, uh, trade volume and also trade balance and other things and we don't know about the you know uh, uh, unauthorized size of the unauthorized but the i believe you know more than 50% and it is a big size and it has i know it is a big loss to the both economies and third one is the usa and the trade partner yes usa is not a you know big trade partner to nepal but the i would like to remind you you know uh, uh, usa has provided uh, provided the quota for the you know textile and garments and to promote or the to uplift the our you know industrial industrialization process and the employment generation and income of nepalese people and uh, before the member before the you know being member in wto after the wto you know uh, i think the you know usa has uh, you know um, uh, removed the you know, quota and in this situation usa is not you know our you know usa is you know our friendly countries and the you know main you know donor countries to you know and also the worry about the nepal's you know development but the in the case of the trade india is a big partner india is a you know big partner to nepal and india is a you know nepal depends on the india and this is the reality and the and nepal is a big market of the india also in this situation nepal you know whatever we want to achieve at the national level at the regional level we must sit together and negotiate and then you know to create the win win you know in trade regime and then then after we get the you know more benefit from the you know uh, that issue you know, on this issue uh 
and uh, i lost the you know uh, you know second uh, uh, question uh, i forget about the just like the uh, i cannot listen properly can you uh, uh, no sir in in the interest okay. of time okay yes. i will uh, i will respond yes. to you onsula methods you know just like the uh, uh, about the inflation you know, what happened uh, generally during the lockdown uh but we haven't you know uh, we haven't imported you know goods and services to control the uh, uh inflation but the uh, uh we have a two uh, three scenarios in nepal one scenario is the indo nepal border market second scenario is the kathmandu and the city you know markets and third scenario is the hill and himalayan markets in the case if you talk about the hill and himalayan you know there is a supply you know laid or the surplus supply situation and the inflation is not matter but when we talk about the indo nepal border i found you know i observe there is a inflation or the black markets and the smuggling also and but when we come in the kathmandu valley yes um, uh, there there is a you know certain types of the inflation but the, in the during the covid 19 if we have a deflation situation the price may be down but unfortunately what will happen in the you know covid 19 or the closure of the transportation and com communication broke down the our supply chain of the goods and services between the rural and urban areas and between the you know two districts between the two you know production and the market uh, you know uh, market and in that that you know uh, caused the you know inflation Uh, in the market in the case of the some goods and services in particularly vegetables but when we talk about the non agriculture goods and services uh, it was a you know deflatory defla you know uh, decreasing you know price level and second is the yes of course you know we had a, you know when i you know presented the you know budget scenario we had uh, in the budget we you know keep the you know 35.8% you know debt to finance the our you know Uh, expenditure and in this situation our budget our revenue could not you know cannot you know finance the regular expenditure one and second is it means totally if you want to you know finance development expenditure as well as finance management you have to depend on the internal as well as external debt and in this situation we have a big you know debt pressure in our you know economy Uh, economy or the in, in our budget and in this situation what will happen to outcome the you know to response the our you know covid if you observe the i think the uh, uh, indian peoples are also interested or they love to listen the nepal's in you know, news and information and you can easily find out the our government is just like a vocal and in this situation just you know so the bill 30 billions you know rupees bill but the in the ground real ground we cannot find the proper response and proper you know uh, proper response and the emergency response on the covid 19 and nowadays you can easily find out government has not you know reported particularly about the cases and you know government you know uh, up the you know hands from the you know that issue and in this situation we we must depend on the you know uh, what you know uh, god bless situation and third is the you know uh, just like the uh, nowadays you know uh, if you observe the current you know government and the indian governments have the counterpart you know have not a you know, good relationship and there are the many issues and in this situation if the you know central government and the nepal government have not a good relationship and the in this you know condition we are not able to you know collaborate 
or the partnership with the Bihar government and West Bengal uh, on the issue of the nutrition, mental health, and gender response. And in the you know, COVID situation, and that these issues are very important, but they, we cannot you know, work together you know, because they, our major focus must be, or the major focus is on you know, COVID-19 you know, pandemics, you know, prevention and control and management or the crisis management. Then after its consequences on the social and economic sector, we have to manage. And in this situation, we can, uh, you know, yes, we need the collectivism, but the at present moment, due to the, you know, uh, our, you know, silence, you know, diplomacy, uh, is a you know problem between the two countries and its you know negative implications said can be found into case you know to in the uh, collaboration with the you know Bihar and West Bengal. I think last one is the you know uh, Arjun source you know question. Yes, uh, uh, if you observe the uh, generally, I would first of all I would like to you know uh, respond to the OBR. Uh, India also know about it. China, you know, America know, and also knows about it. And uh, Nepal also knows about it. China is a trader in Lukia. And China has, you know, adopted the export intensive uh, um, uh, economic growth model. And the outward, you know, uh, outward, you know, uh, outward looking trade policy. And in this situation, anyhow, what happened? They want to create, they want to get, you know, a great, get the, you know, market of the other countries, you know, to sustain and to continue the export trade of the Chinese goods and services and to achieve the more than 15%, you know, economic growth trade. And this, you know, to, you know, make, you know, consistent and sustain, you know, they have initiated OBR, One Belt, One Road Initiation. And it's a major concern if you, we have a bad experiences of the Sri Lanka, bad experiences of the, you know, uh, Maldives and I think, you know, and other countries, Vietnam also maybe. And in this situation, what will happen? China under the OBR, China provided the loan and then adapt. And then after these countries, you know, felt on the debt trap situation. And in this situation, you know, generally what will happen, developing countries are interested to get the, you know, genuine or the good friendly, you know, cooperation and to improve the economic activities for, you know, higher, you know, economic growth rate. But unfortunately, China, you know, initiated OBR for, you know, Chinese, you know, own interest and, and just like they provide the debt, and the you know and also the and also get the you know market that is the scenario in this situation it does not much more benefit to the other countries and who are interested to you know participate in OBR and when we talk about the Nepal yes Nepal is interested for the Nepal has a problems of the connectivity and and also the Nepal sees the you know potential Chinese people save the you know 40 percent money and they you know large size of the you know population move from the China and the, to visit the different countries. And in this situation, one percent, two percent, and three percent of the Chinese people come in to visit the you know Lumbini and other places. And the, it will be the beneficial to the Nepal Nepalese economy. That is the aspect. That is the perspective behind the two you know two you know agree to sign the you know BO, uh, OBR you know with China. But on for, if you observe the reality, you can easily find out its you know, result, its outcomes are not positive to the economies of the you know, interested uh, countries in OBR. And that is the scenario.
And second is the, yes, you know, generally what will happen, uh, NAFTA and the South, you know, ASEAN country, you know, have the, you know, good successful stories after the, you know, joining, after the establishing the regionalism. And in this situation, what will happen if you talk about the Vietnam, if you talk about the Thailand and other, you know, ASEAN countries, they have improved the 16 times more, you know, trade volume and the gain six times more economic growth trade from the trade liberalism or the export growth. But in our case, we have a, we have a potentiality in terms of market in terms of you know, population, in terms of uh, uh, resources, in terms of the other things. But unfortunately, we are not you know, implement properly. We are not honest to implement the you know, soft, you know, to continue the SARC and the, to implement the SAFTA then towards the SAFTA. And we have a potentialities. Look here. If we have a you know regionalism, just like the before the COVID nineteen, if you listen, if you uh, um, uh, notice the you know uh, news, you can easily find out the Indian Prime Minister Modi, you know, announced the certain amount of the fund for the you know regional organization, and similarly Nepal and other countries also. But unfortunately, what happened? It was not active. It was not effective to you know fight together. You know. To, you know, prevent COVID-19. If you observe the our region, you can easily find out the Bhutan, you know, has a, you know, small cases and the Sri Lanka has, you know, control situation and similarly Afghanistan and Maldives also. But if you observe the Bangladesh, Pakistan, India and Nepal, we have not a similar situation. And we, you know, but the, uh, in the constant of the resource, technology, infrastructure, and other things. And in this situation, if we can, you know, work together and to, you know, for, you know, prevent the COVID-19 and we will be the successful, you know, much more, you know, faster than individual levels, you know, our initiation. And that in this way, you know, our, you know, SARC and regional organization is very relevant to us and the, uh, to save the our you know voice and to save the our you know our economic potentialities you know we need the regionalism otherwise you know and for this you know purpose you know Gujarat doctrine must be used by the you know Prime Minister Modi and other because the India is a big country India is a you know central point of the our South Asian countries or means the you know other South Asian member countries are the satellite countries and in this situation India is a only you know uh, can play, you know, major or the leading role, you know, to do it and uh, unilaterally and otherwise, you know, our regionalism concept will not be, you know, implemented or the effective properly and uh, as expected. And in the case, you know, uh, third one is the, you know, what do you think about the economy? Yes, in this situation, uh, generally what will happen, uh, if you observe the Nepal scenario, scenario, what will happen? The government of Nepal know about the COVID-19, but the government of Nepal does not know about the, you know, its in-depth intensity of the COVID-19 and if its effect. And if you observe the policy shocks, you can easily find out the, you can uh, just like the, in the case of the fiscal, the, you know, tax court is used but in the monetary policy, yes, try to you know initiate certain you know fund. But the in the case of the sub you know demand side to the you know general people or the poorest of the poor people or the marginal people, you know 
our government has not a program, has not a relief law, a special relief you know, package program. And in this situation, uh, you know, we do our, you know, to revive, to, you know, vibrate the market, you know, without the responding, without the, you know, providing relief to our, you know, demand side, we cannot revive or the, we cannot vibrate the market. We cannot improve the, you know, demand side. And without the demand sides, you know, growth, you know, uh, demand sides vibration, we cannot revive our economy. Yes, naturally, you know, similarly, the uh, you know disclosure of the communication and transport have little bit, you know, improved the you know mobility and vibration, but it takes time. And uh, in this situation, we need, you know, our government of Nepal should, you know, initiate emergency, you know, survival, and also the stability and stimulus package. Uh, uh, as soon as possible and then you know we can you know hope our economy will be in the track and also the uh, along with uh, as well as the our trade sector thank you thank you sir have uh, i answered have, have i answered response all the questions i think sir you have been speaking for two hours so no uh, various issue uh, perhaps in our some other deliberation uh, on BBIN and other, the, the local and the regional issue, sir, I really wanted to touch upon because the uh, North Bihar and uh, the, the region as a whole uh, really, uh, because, because of the geography has become, you know, migrant capital sort of thing, you know, all yeah. everyone migrating and so much of, uh, because of, of being at the foothills of Himalayas, flood and so many natural calamities is happening. And that is one area where I think there is a lot of potential for economic growth. Yeah. Uh, in South Asia, all other places have really exhausted in terms of growth. There is potential, but that area is really growing and it has, you know, growth potential to the tune of 20, 30% really. And uh, uh, all the exports, thankfully of Nepal also, mostly is, is coming from uh, agriculture and, you know, uh, allied. Yeah. And uh, uh, so many new things can be done. And, uh, 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 I think we should really uh, wrap it here. Uh, so that also, sir, if you want to make any concluding remarks. And one thing, sir, has rightly pointed out that uh, uh, what our countries are doing uh, to, to the tune, we also have to look into our macroeconomy, is to give a lot of exemptions on tax, uh, both direct and indirect or, you know, shifting dates. That, that is also a good way because ours is also informal economy. But really, on the terms of stimulus, not very much. In US and other countries, uh, $3 trillion, $4 trillion, to all other countries, they are giving uh, uh, more than $1,000 as, as uh, you know, employment benefit, $1,200, $1,600 per month in US and also other places. And uh, if you will see at whatever support we are giving, uh, not even $10, $20. So... <laughs> <laughs> That, that that really a push, but how it will be financed and uh, uh, people uh, uh, really are, uh, we, we develop to that society. But sir, I would say as a concluding remark, if you really want to add anything or make any uh, point. Uh, nothing much more. Uh, uh, India is a big country. 
And in this situation, you know, uh, we have to revive and we have to uh, revive regional, you know, context, original, you know, institutions and uh, collaborate, you know, much more. And then after we can we can prepare, you know, and also the resilient you know, to such types of the COVID-19 and the natural disasters. And also we can capture the uh, our, you know, potentialities. Otherwise, you know, just like the China and USA and European countries, you know, capture and the UGA, you know, use the such types, the potentialities, and it will not be, you know, beneficial to us. And in this situation, we must, you know, together uh, to, you know, utilize the our resources optimally for, you know, improve our set of, you know, regional growth, regional, you know, uh, uh, income uh, in the, you know, global, you know, GDP. And in this situation, we have less, you know, collaborate each other and the, uh, then after you know we do something right right thank you and i would add as our prime minister also highlights uh, that uh, our land is of uh, buddha and uh, so the message <laughs> really of peace and prosperity must be there with coordination thank you uh, so much prosabista let me uh, now formally uh, propose a vote of thanks uh, uh, and i i would also like to thank uh, prosutpal kede for uh, but he is having bad connection uh, anyhow uh, so, uh, on behalf of uh, Impact and Policy Research Institute, our media partner Counterview, and also our partner Center for Development, Communication and Studies, CDEX at Jaipur, Rajasthan, and uh, 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 for delivering this special lecture on, on our series, The State of Economic Development in South Asia, uh, on the topic of trade and policy shocks in Nepal amid the COVID-19 pandemic, observations, lessons, and the way forward on this very auspicious day. Sir has really covered a lot of things and highlighted so many, uh, in, in a very detailed nuances, so many things uh, uh, in a trade lecture, I think only uh, a, a Nepalese research scholar can do because also a landlocked country. So very distinct and, and also a hilly con country. So many distinct things have come. Uh, I would really like to thank uh, uh, Professor Agubir Bista for taking out time and giving such a fantastic and preparing and giving such a fantastic presentation. I think uh, all the research scholars and other practitioners can learn a lot from this presentation. And uh, uh, thank you once again. Uh, have a good evening. Thank you, Professor Bista, once again. Yes. I will share the deliberation soon with you. Yes. Over oh, WhatsApp. Thank you. Thank you.